0: Hopes Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. Chris and I are in our RV at a campground near the beach at Jacksonville, Florida, to do another series on marriage. Like we mentioned before, we want to cover a few topics to consider, whether you're married, you once were married, considered remarried, or even if you're single, it's just something that might be helpful in relationships and dating and so forth. So one of the things and the topics on here we've thought of that we could cover is what is the most important thing to consider if you're looking at marriage or, and especially remarriage? And there are a few topics that come to mind, and then Chris and I will discuss those as we go and see what good can come of that. So one of the things is, uh, like, what is the most important thing? What would you say to that, Chris?
1: I would say that you need to be compatible with each other because love is wonderful. But the truth is, it's just not enough in the long run. So you've got to have similar interests, got to have things that you like to do together. I mean, it's It's perfectly fine to have things that you like to do that your spouse does not like to do, and you can be separate. But I just feel like if everything is different, all of your likes are different, all your interests are different, then it's just a problem waiting to happen.
0: Yeah, that's so true. A couple of other things. One of the things like financial, and we want to go over some of the ideas about the use of money and the goals and principles in good financial stewardship. And then there's personality differences. What what would you say to that?
1: Well, the first thing that comes to mind is a morning person versus a not so morning person or a night owl. I mean, just as an example, you do pretty well in the mornings. You do a lot of your deep thinking and uh, reading and things in the morning, whereas I can barely function until I've been up for three or four hours. Uh, I joke with my coworkers that I can't speak to other humans until I've been up for a few hours by myself. So that takes a little getting used to, and it takes, it's a little bit challenging sometimes, but it's doable. You just have to kind of know going in. It's good to know going in so that you can prepare for things like that and you know, basically, not drive each other insane.
0: Yeah, that's true. It didn't take me long to learn that one. <laughs> uh, some of the other things that we've encountered is if you're very social or not. My son said I'm antisocial. I'm not sure about that, but I do prefer just being with one or two people instead of being with a the crowd. There's things also about expectations of one another. It can come down to uh, for married folk about expectations about sex. If she wants to only uh, have sex twice a week and he wants it six times, that's something to really consider. And then children, especially remarriage, if there's already children being brought in, there's a lot there that we want to go over. Chris and I experienced that. And even pets, like uh, what if he's a cat person and she's a dog person? Now what do you do? And another item would be worship, just to name a few. So besides touching on a few of these topics in this episode, Chris and I would like to give you something as a takeaway. And when we go back to considering the important things to look at, some of those, or at least one of those being compatibility. And compatibility can be more than just pastime considerations. I like to camp. She doesn't. I like motorcycles. She doesn't. And that's not the way it is with us. It's an example. But there's a lot of other things to where what Chris has written down here is don't let roommate problems become marriage problems. And that's things like, guys, when you trim your mustache or you shave your beard, do you clean up the sink after you or do you leave it for her?
1: And girls, when you get out of the shower, do you clean your hair out of the drain or do you leave it there for him?
0: Yeah, and some of these things are even like, which way do you hang the toilet paper? And we laugh about those, but they can become irritants. Uh, Over time, and those of you who have been married a while, you know what I'm talking about. And there's rarely large boulders of problems within marriage. Sometimes there are, but it's usually that pebble in the shoe, the thing that just irritates over time, and it ends up being a festering problem that's so easy to fix.
1: Yeah, we have to keep in mind that in the beginning of a relationship, we're looking at everything through rose-colored glasses. You know, I think that this guy is so great and this girl is so wonderful and, oh, I love the way that they treat me and I love spending time with them and all this. But, oh, this irritating little habit, oh, it's not a big deal, but in 20 years, is it going to be a big deal when they're doing it every single day and you're having to deal with it every single day? And I'm not saying that everybody's little habits have to change, but you just need to think about that going in. I mean, if this person is absolutely dead set against pushing the toothpaste tube from the end and they have to squeeze it from the middle, are you going to be able to live with that? I mean, it sounds so stupid, but seriously, 20 years from now, it's going to sound huge. And it could be solved with something as ridiculously simple as... Each of you have your own tube of toothpaste.
0: Which we do. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have different TP holders. Just, just so you know, there's easy ways around that.
1: Yeah, and that's how you keep roommate problems from becoming marriage problems. It, it doesn't have to get that serious. You can just fix it so quickly and easily, and it's not even a problem anymore.
0: Now, I like what Chris touched on about, you know, when you're dating, you put your best foot forward and all, but there comes a time if you're starting to get serious in the relationship, that you need to let the other person see who you are and stop all that fronting. And there's nothing wrong with that. But are you going to be able to maintain that uh, that image that you're portraying now? Are you going to be able to carry that on into six months and a year and five years down the road? Probably not.
1: Yeah, like I can hide the fact to a degree that I'm not a morning person if I'm not seeing you every minute of every day. But... You know, once the rings go on and you move into the same place and now all of a sudden we're waking up together every single morning or you're having to get ready for work at the same time, we've been shift work versus shift work together or I'd work shift work and he's retired pretty much our whole marriage. So that's not been a huge issue. Anyway, like I was saying, I can hide that when we're not living in the same house. But once we're living in the same house, it's really hard to hide it, especially on a rough day. And you shouldn't have to hide it. You should just be able to know how to work through each other's, you know, little difficulties. I mean, David just, he doesn't really talk to me until I talk to him. And that's simple. And if he needs to talk to me before I'm ready to talk, then I just get over it and suck it up and (laughs) be a morning person for just a second and deal with whatever needs to be dealt with. It's a learning curve, yes, but it's just something that needs to be addressed, you know, beforehand because you don't want it to become a big problem needlessly.
0: Yes, that's true. And so Chris and I want our lives and marriage to be an open book as much as possible, just trying to share some of the things that we've learned along the way. And going back to that compatibility issue, we talked through a lot of things before we got married. We'd both been married before and we wanted to make sure to try to and avoid some of the pitfalls and have a fuller understanding of each other before we got married. And then within a few months of being married, we ended up in marriage counseling, and I, I didn't understand what was going on And just because we had talked about everything. But the counselor told us that once you make that commitment and you become married, things change because now you know there's no walking away. The issue, rather than being just ignored, it really needs to be dealt with. So things that we understood and talked about, they became a reality that had to be adapted to or corrected or resolved, whatever it took. And I know I wasn't ready for that because I thought, well, we talked about that. So we had the knowledge, but we didn't have the difference in a that comes with a committed relationship. So again, this is sort of an overview, and we're going to go into other topics deeper, like financial. We'll go into the things that we learned and steps we took that helped us to get out of some of the consumer debt that was suffocating us. Uh, the same when it comes down to personality differences. And then expectations and how to, uh, let me not say how to, but what we did to work it out and what we discovered. So we're not here to tell anyone what to do. Just share what we found that works and give you things to consider. There's one final thing I wanted to add is that we're recording these kind of as we go along, maybe one a month. And so this is just going to be a continuing series as it happens. As we learn, I hope the episodes will get a little smoother, a little easier to understand as we go. So any feedback would be helpful also. I think that's it. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.